Welcome to The Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there may be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we'll do our best to let you know they're coming. This week, we saw Run. It's a movie about Sarah Paulson as an overbearing mother, and it's not directed by Ryan Murphy. All right. Welcome back to the Knicks. We've been away for a while, and so we're going to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, CastBox, or wherever you find this podcast. We ask every week, please go do it, somebody. It would make us so happy. How are you doing, Justin? I'm okay. I'm I'm having a little post-Thanksgiving just like malaise, I guess you'd call it, Um, but... Yeah, uh, I just want to get through this year. I want to get done with this COVID shit. I'd love to go see a movie with you. Um, yeah. I'm happy that uh, we're going to have a new president. That's exciting. Um, and yeah, I enjoy doing this each week. Each yeah. Week, each week and a half, each two weeks with you. Um, <laughs> yes, totally <laughs> so. agree. And yeah, it will be nice to have uh, you know somebody in the office that isn't actively trying to kill us. Uh. I did see, um, I loved the Twitter reaction of the video that was just posted with like Jill and Joe, just kind of doing a little <laughs> Thanksgiving, like whatever JC Penny ad pose. And she, <laughs> She put his knee, her hand on his leg or something on his knee, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, they like they seem to like she each other. Him. They're like real people that like actually enjoy the company of other human beings." Um, and so that that was sort of a nice thing this week was just like I've seen a couple videos of her. The, of course, the one where she stands in front of him and protects him from that person. That's you know oh, so where good. she like hip checks the person. But there's another one where they're standing on like a tarmac. And uh, he's talking to somebody and she comes up behind him in a mask and she pulls him back so that he's like six feet away because he's like leaning into the person and she pulls him back. Doesn't say a word and then pats him on the shoulder and continues to walk around, walk onto the plane. And he kind of looks at her like, oh, okay, thanks, honey. Sorry. (laughs) And it's just such an interaction of actual married people. Right. (laughs) Married people that know and like each other. And yeah. So and I just I'm, feel, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm coming out of PTSD, but PTSD yeah. has like its its hooks in me a little bit still. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm sad that I'm going to have to retire um, my "A Girl Has No President" T-shirt, but um, <laughs> I have also decided that I'm going to replace it with "I voted for Joe Biden and all I got was Joe Biden" because <laughs> we still have <laughs> a lot amazing. of work to do. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And I, I like you, totally. Joe Biden, but. Let's let's make this. Well, let's continue. Manuel is maybe not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got some work to do let's, still. So let's continue to. Yeah. So anyway, that's our political. If we haven't scared off our audience yet, you haven't been paying attention well, since we started this podcast. So. Right. All of those Trumpers that listen to us are just completely rolling their eyes right now. At least we um, haven't gotten. We've never. Nobody leaves us reviews, but we've never gotten the. Oh my god, that girl's opinion. She's so shrill, and her voice is terrible, and her laugh is awful, and she doesn't ever let him talk because I'm a female. I mean, and that, we've, that's when you know we've made it. So yes, I mean, I'm not saying I want want that but <laughs> and we've never gotten the just leave politics out of it i liked your podcast until you started talking about politics right 
If that's you guys, it's not going to stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is who we are. This is how we feel, and that's that. Okay, so you want to talk about Run now? Let's talk about Run. Okay, Run, not the HBO show, but the new movie. You think they would have talked? Not a good name. Well, and it's so close to the other run. It wasn't a good name when it was the other show. Yeah, I I mean, at least that was built into the the DNA of that one. This one, like, right. it's not really related. I, it's just not I kept good. waiting for the running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this is on Hulu. I'm going to let you try and say this director's name. Anish, I've got. It's Anish uh, Shaganti. Chagnati? Chaganti? Okay. Ch- I don't know. Um, who did Searching? Did you see Searching? I can't remember if you saw that. But I didn't, but I always wanted to because I yeah. love John Cho. It's a fun movie, and John Cho is wonderfully charming in it. Yes, he always is. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's got Sarah Paulson, who I have loved since American Gothic. Seek out American Gothic if you have not watched it. It's an old TV show. It's wonderful. And she plays a doting mother of a teenage girl, uh, played by... Kira Allen, Kira, I think, Allen. I I haven't seen her in anything. I think she's relatively new. She has a disability that requires her to use a wheelchair, and she begins to notice that there's eh, some hinky stuff going on with Mom's story, and maybe there's some secrets going on here. Uh, We're going to go spoilers first, and then, I mean, non-spoilers first, first, and then we're going to go full in here um basically what'd you think justin so uh, this movie immediately just made me think of a list and made me nostalgic and sad for when we had a list at amc and would go see movies like this um, because this would have been in theaters and we would have gone to see it because and we would have walked out saying hey it was a list (laughs) exactly this is a classic a list movie which in theory should work fine in covid on hulu like i should have liked this movie more than I did. I was not bored. I made it the whole way through. I just feel like it's kind of a big nothing burger of a movie. It just doesn't really have, I mean, it definitely doesn't have anything to say. I didn't find it particularly suspenseful. I didn't think any of the, I mean, all the performances are fine. I do want to shout out up top. Thank you producers and filmmakers for finally actually casting um, a person who's, you know, actually disabled and uses a wheelchair. Um, Oh, I didn't realize that. Awesome. Um, Super cool. Like great lesson for many other things. Um, And I think she was really good. And I think Sarah Paulson was good. It's the plot. I mean, Mm. we'll, we'll get into this a little more in spoilers, but I guess I don't guess movies very often. I guess this thing in five minutes. Oh, it every beat of it. Like, (laughs) okay, so it's going to do this. It's going to do that from the minute she said, uh, well, I don't have an iPhone. I'm like, okay, so for sure it's Munchausen because that is like the roadmap of Munchausen parents on film. The minute that kid doesn't get an iPhone, they're being Munchausen. That's just, right. <laughs> it's just right. the way it goes. I guess we just got into spoilers a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, well, and the, I, I wanted yeah. to think that's not what it's going to do from the, right. from the previews, but yeah. it's so obvious in the previews and I've seen I people on see the previews and I started and I was like, yeah, yeah. it was just, I've so- seen people on twitter asking you know look i i was munchausen i don't know if that's i'm making it a verb so we're going <laughs> with that but um and i need need to know if this is munchausen because i can't watch it if it is but i really like sarah paulson and people saying no right. it definitely is don't 
don't go in. Don't go in. Um, Again, Sarah Paulson's great. Before we get into spoilers, yeah. No, not really. I mean, we can give it our ratings so that people that don't want spoilers can um, hear our rating and then skip forward two or three minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I give this a Nix. I just wouldn't even waste my time. It's just, it's Nix not because it's so bad. It's Nix because you have better things to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and often we say, oh, see, what else are you going to do? This is a, you got better things to do kind of movie. Yes. Even in quarantine, <laughs> don't waste your time. Yeah. Even during COVID and a holiday, don't, don't worry about Which is perplexing because it's getting really good reviews. And, and I, I don't, it's, the whole thing is a little baffling. I think um, the COVID is taking people's brains and lowering their standards to such a point that. And know. fair enough. Like your mileage may vary, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into spoilers because there's some stuff we got to talk about in spoilers. Okay. Uh, one weird pill, two overbearing mothers, three soldering irons. Um, uh, okay. Okay, I, gotta, I did kind of like the sol- the the, the <laughs> soldering, and now I can't say it either. I know. Did I use it? Sol- <laughs> is that the right? Uh, anyways, soldering, so, soldering, soldering. Iron. But is there an L in it? I think there's an L in it. But there is, but it? it's pronounced okay. soldering. Soldering. Yeah. Um, Butch, Butch Justin strikes again. The soldering <laughs> iron. Um, so here's a question that okay. Dave and I have been scratching our heads over <laughs> Why did she not just break the window either with the, the, the soldering iron or, you know, with her hand in a blanket? Like, what was know. the point of that entire? I, yeah, I, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be she was afraid to cut her hand, or I, yeah. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. I was yeah. just like, you ended up just kind of wiping out all the like glass around the edge of the frame, anyways, and you brought a blanket. Smart idea. You could have just whacked that thing with right. the soldering iron. And it was a neat idea. It was <laughs> yeah. cool that somebody thought of it. But you're right. It was unnecessary. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, one thing I'm going to give this movie. I did like. When she gets out and the mailman finds her, I like that he believed her the whole time. Yeah, right. I, I enjoyed that that scene wasn't that he handed her back to the mom, that he was that like, yeah, was you legitimately kind of tense. I have to yeah, say. and you, you know, I was like, oh, if he's going to believe her, he's in some trouble. You know? right, right. But I liked that he the whole time believed her and that, um, because if he just handed her back, that was going to make it icky, you know, and there are other ways yep. out of that situation for a movie like this. And I was glad that they took that one. So, but let's keep going on the stupid, weird stuff. Okay. Yes, what please. Was don't say shit you like, Fanny. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. The <laughs> pharmacy scene. What? The fuck, <laughs> dude? <laughs> Dave and I were howling with laughter during the pharmacy we, scene. We were, Parker and I were dying. Because <laughs> she goes in there, it's like, okay, pretty good idea. Like, I believe that she would have conned her mom into going to see a movie and then right. kind of sneaking out. Right. Um, but when she gets in there and that woman who she somehow knows really well, but like... The pharmacist, yeah. The pharmacist is like the dumbest pharmacist. Like, this is why you don't want to go to like Walgreens on San Pablo. Because like that pharmacist like what is like going on in that scene and then 
when everything happens and she freaks out, right. it just cuts to the next scene. Like, right. All those people in line and the pharmacist weren't basically like, hey, what's happening here? <laughs> like, I did like the, excuse me, I'm crippled. Can you please let me go first? Right, right. And then just like only telling one person and then skipping the whole line. <laughs> so I, I um, liked that. There was There was a little bit of. Like it knew what it was doing at that point. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I think in general, that's pointing to a good reason why the movie didn't work for me was like, there's so much stupid shit and there's yeah. so much stupid shit in all of these movies, but the movie didn't seem to know that it was pulling stupid shit. Right. Like, I think it, it thought it was doing smart stuff. Yeah. I think it thought it was tight, which is how yeah. I felt about the invisible man. It also thought it was tight and it was full of ridiculous plot holes. I put these two in the same you I know. liked that a little better because it was, you just liked it had it a had... little. I don't know. There was a little sort of like, you know. Sort no, of it was. F- you need to watch it again. Sort of, it was yeah. full of every single plot hole in the world. Stupid decisions. Dog left alone in a house for a month and was suddenly fine. Every right, stupid thing right. in the world. You just liked it because it had the nose in it, which is fine. <laughs> it's fair. You're allowed to like movies also, because they have the guy with the nose in it. It's fine. I still like. Elizabeth Moss, I can't. Also, I scowling can't at the camera again and again. Scowling and at the again. camera, I fall for it over and over. Um, Scientology. Also, we got to talk about the ending. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so somebody brought up, but this was not my own discovery. This I actually <laughs> went on Reddit because I was just sort of like, I want to read what people are saying about this. You movie. went down a rabbit hole, I, a Reddit really, hole. Yeah, I went down a Reddit hole, and this movie doesn't even deserve a Reddit hole. Um, <laughs> So she basically is giving her mom pills at the end to make her sort of disabled, yeah. like unable to walk. Yeah, somebody, and kind of come. But as somebody pointed out, her toes started wiggling after not taking the pills for like a couple days. And like, so is her mom like walking around for most of the month? And then when she brings the pills to her, she's like, I mean, there's just all this stuff in there that you're like, what is that? I mean, I did kind of like that last scene. I thought it was well played, um, yeah. you know, because you're like, oh, I mean, I didn't for a second think she was there without some sort of nefarious intent, but right. I did like the way that she she did good line readings. Um, Kira Allen did good line readings in that scene. Um, yeah. It, you know, this was a piece of crap, but it's yeah. fun to really say this was a piece of crap. Was so not what's your good. rating? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't ask. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I Are totally you... agree with you. It's a not worth your time, Nick's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, one more thing, too, that I read about. Do you remember the scene where <laughs> me. Sarah Paulson is in the shower and you see all sorts of crazy scars on her back? Yeah. What was that about? I don't know. I assume that she was horribly abused, and then my guess is that she munchausened herself, and that's why she the baby was sick and premature, and so yeah, that's I, my guess. That's but, some good mental gymnastics to yeah. get to basically a deleted scene that is apparently on the Hulu deleted scenes where she explains that she was in fact abused. Which, oh, that's right. You were totally right, but what you got to remember to also cut the scene of her in the shower. 
Right. I'm just, and I'm just writer brain. I was like, okay, so she was abused. And I had already decided that I knew the baby didn't live. I knew that she'd stolen the baby. Yeah. Uh, And that, you know, this babe, this girl wasn't the, the baby that they showed when they cut scenes away from the, the premature baby. But I also assumed a parent doesn't just start Munchausening, you know, I assumed that, the way the disorder works is the attention so that she got attention from her own abuse that made her begin to poison herself when she was pregnant. And that led to the death of the baby, which also got her attention and, you know, support. So she stole a baby and began Munchausening it. Um, But that's just also, again, Munchausen is a syndrome that has always sort of fascinated me. So, the leaps I made were because I know shit about it, you know? Right. Well, the fact that they would also, though, cut out the fact that she had been abused herself sort of removes what might actually be more interesting about a movie. Right. Like this. So it's like right. that. Th- these are the kind of cuts they made when instead we spend way too much time on a roof edge with like a mouthful of water and an extension cord. Right. Like it's Which, just the movie's priorities are very Figure out a way... Totally. Figure out a way to put Kira Allen in some movie where she's, you know, in a wait until dark situation or where she actually is some sort of like she's a tech person who's a badass and ends up having to do this stuff just on the regular. You don't have to make her a victim. Um, right. I know. To, I mean, to have that also her. Gets to a larger point, too, of like, it's awesome that they cast somebody who actually uses a wheelchair in real life. But like, can it not also just be like a weird like punishing horror show about her sort of you know right extra panic in a situation like this like yeah what, just like a romance about in a wheelchair right. or, or like a you want to make a... a thriller with someone in a wheelchair do it but give them some i she ended up having agency but give them some agency from the beginning don't just make them the victim that suddenly become strong, you know, uh, from after finding out that it would have been easy to make a movie where some, where somebody had to do the whole soldering iron spitting water thing for some legitimate reason. Um, right. And made them a badass instead of, yes, that character ended up taking her own control and being a badass, but you could make them a badass from the beginning. And that would have been more interesting and not, done as much there has been so much munchausen recently and you know it's 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 like condition of the month or whatever and or year and it's kind of interesting right that that's a thing maybe it's how we all feel a little gas lighted these days a little bit yeah it's interesting and i just you know joey king and and patricia arquette did this better in their show also on hulu um and it was a hundred times more interesting. So yeah, just don't, don't waste your time on this. You guys, we've already wasted too much time on it. <laughs> let's speaking of, let's move on to, we saw what you did there. Why don't you go first? What did you, uh, what'd you do in this past? What did I years? do? <laughs> I didn't do a ton. Um, I have a weird sort of, uh, sorry, my notes are a little strange here. Hold on. It was a weird edit. Okay, I watched Two Weeks to Live on HBO, HBO Max. I don't know. It's somewhere on HBO. <laughs> this is Maisie Williams's follow-up to Game of Thrones that she's in. Have you watched this? 
I have not. I've read some pretty bad reviews. Yeah. I think the the theme for my week is going to be tone. We'll get to my next thing in a minute. Tone on HBO. This is about a girl who was basically raised in the backwoods of I don't know where. Her dad is murdered. She was a survivalist. She goes into town to seek revenge. So it's like aria the appalachian you know edition um but it has this weird comedy tone to it and it's like like it like it wants to have been shane black written you know lethal weapon screenwriter and all that but it just it's just boring and strangely paced and an incredibly weird tone and i do not recommend this i stopped watching after the first episode not how's her appalachian accent i mean i think it's actually in britain but it's you know that's the feel is you know right right so it's great because she's british (laughs) right well i thought it was like american appalachia i was like what no i know that was that was just my you know the feel of backwoods right right um, I also watched on um, HBO a uh, documentary. This is just a one straight shot movie called uh, Crazy Not Insane, which is about uh, she's not really a forensic psychologist, but she's uh, helps diagnose. She helps defense people try and keep their clients out of basically, you know, death row off of death row. She's uh and explains the reasons for the client's actions, uh, usually serial killers or things like, or people like that. And, but she specializes almost exclusively in uh, dissociative identity disorder, uh, multiple personalities, if you will. And which is, completely stems from trauma and uh it was fascinating and how even people like ted bundy who always claimed he didn't have abuse and didn't have issues like that at the very end talked to her and they can go back and find letters where it's quite obvious that he had alters and that he had actually not lived in you know in Harriet and Ozzie and Harriet territory that his parents had been abusive and he had been sexually abused by, I think, an uncle and uh, did dissociate. Now, she doesn't at all think that she's not a proponent of the death penalty, which neither am I, but she didn't think that this excused any of these people's behavior. She very much was a lock them up and throw away the key person. But there is this through line of trauma to... Uh, DID to serial killer, which was very interesting. She said, I don't think I've ever seen a serial killer that didn't actually have, have at least one other alter, at least one dissociative identity. Um, And DID has been something that's always fascinated me. And um, I think it's kind of amazing. The brain's capacity to protect itself and you that it will break off and create another person <laughs> to stand in front of you has just always fascinated Wild. me. And um, yeah. anyway, it was interesting. I enjoyed it, but that's also very much my, you know, 
my brain and something that I'm, it's a niche that I'm very interested in. It was well shot. I, you know, you can put this in necessary, if you will, or because it's not nice, but it is worth watching. So we'll, we'll put, we'll slot that right into necessary. I, I am, yeah, I am the true crime person. Uh, So I also watched Murder at Middle Beach on HBO. This is, uh, just the alliteration in that title is chef's kiss, true crime. Very good. Basic. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Murder at Middle Beach. (laughs) This is uh, a son's documentary of his quest to try and find out who had murdered his mother when he was 18. Um, Seems initially quite obvious that it's the rich dad that was mad that he owed her like half a million dollars. And, uh, and she died on the day that they were supposed to show up in court for him to get told that he had to give her the money. But she was also then involved in like the original pyramid schemes, you know, the, the table parties or where they, you know, somebody showed up with $5,000, the true pyramid schemes and tax of it, a tax evasion right. things in the eighties. Um, and, you know, I love the multi-layer marketing and the cult aspect of that kind of shit. And um, I liked this. I thought it was very interesting. The kid is compelling and very brave and still has a relationship with his father, even though he suspects he may have killed his mom, but also is taping him on the down low to try and get some information he takes he takes a wire into his own police interrogation so that he can have the oh, wow. the audio for his uh documentary i is this a series yeah or? it's a series only two of them okay. i think a third one may have aired by this point but only like in the last day or okay. so i thought this was fascinating and i i'm gonna keep watching it because i'm sucked in a lot so um, Mitch nice. and Layla have convinced I mean, me nice, Parker with his jaw on the floor. Can't believe this, but Mitch and Layla said, uh, fluttered their little eyes at me and said, sit on the couch with us and watch Dr. Who. Nobody told me that Peter Capaldi was goofy. I didn't know he wasn't a heavy. Oh God. Nobody you're watching said the Capaldi that, years? Not Capaldi. No, not Capaldi. Sorry. Wait a minute. Are you <laughs> the s- very beginning. The not I Capaldi. Not, with, I, the, um, with what's his name? Christopher Eccleston? Yes, Eccleston. In mean, the very beginning of, you're watching the, the reboot. Yes. I, I didn't, I've only yes. ever seen him play a heavy. Nobody told me he was goofy yeah. and wonderful and hilarious. Eccleston is fantastic. That first season is great. I love Rose. Yeah. That's, yeah. your friends have steered you well. If only you listened to your other friends earlier. Yeah, uh, to my friends and, and my son. Family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I understand this. I, I get this. You know, here's the thing. Parker's just happy. Yeah. <laughs> You're happy and a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get through Tenant, and you'll get through Matt Smith, and Matt Smith is where he, he will either decide you're in or you're you'll get a little bored but um, gotcha i'm gotcha. very happy that you're enjoying eccleston and that you have tenants to get through oh my god <laughs> and it is you're just gonna lose your mind yeah well as i've realized again as we said i i kind of just want to be david Tennant. Yeah. Um, okay and oh. here's where we go to want want <laughs> on h spoiler alert uh hbo max this one for sure is max 
I have talked about this. I have been excited about this. I also knew that this probably wasn't going to be particularly good. This is the flight attendant. uh, Kaylee Cuoco plays a flight attendant who drinks a lot, parties a lot, goes out and has a, you know, rich person night on the town in, I think, Venice, uh, in, um, with a gorgeous, rich Michael Huseman wakes up the next morning to him with his throat slit next to her and can't, of course, remember anything because she's a blackout drunk and has to figure out what happened. <laughs> so it's a white girl's may I destroy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a bad joke. Never no, mind. no, I no. I, that, it's, but... it's not. It's fine. Except it. I may, I may destroy you is yeah. So much. Yeah. 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 Okay. The, the tone of this thing is sort of like, they think they're being a quirky indie comedy circa 1995. And, but also like, you know, big little lies type soap opera and Kaylee Kuil- Kuoko is so miscast. She just doesn't have the chops to play this sort of quirky drunk. You know, it's, it's becoming obvious that she's been a drunk since she was a kid and that there's some trauma there. And Huseman's ghost is coming to her, trying to help her remember her memories. Oh, all, uh, wait a minute. So yeah, all the dead co- he's a ghost. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Who talks in her ear, all, uh, uh, the guy and the friend in American werewolf in London. <laughs> This is fucking all over the place. Um, Mamet's daughter, who was in Girls, I can't think of her first name, that played so show oh, some girls. Right, plays, she looks fun. Uh, she's super fun. She probably yeah. would have been good in the Cuoco role too, but she's she's killing it in this. Huseman is fine in his sort of droll. You know, I'm poking at you because I'm a ghost role. He's fine. He's good. He's quite charming and handsome, but. This has no idea what it wants to be. The tone is completely bizarre and it it doesn't know how to do anything. So it just is sort of there, lying there waiting to suck, as Oliphant said in Go. Um, <laughs> I just... I don't understand this. I want you to watch at least one episode of it so that you can kind of, I need somebody to come in and tell me I'm not crazy. I will totally (laughs) check it out. I mean, the preview definitely like intrigued me enough that it seemed like, Oh, I can just give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. There, there's a going on there. Yep. 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 I have continued to watch the undoing. It's terrible. Don't watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, even though uh, Nicole Kidman just ended up on the, the New York Times hotly contested list of whatever best actors working right now, which, random list. Yeah, which obviously they're wrong. A little but, bit later. Um, I have to touch something, though. She sings the theme song, Justin. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, which is what? a super slowed down version of... Um, in your dreams, whatever they be, dream a little dream of me. Oh, can she sing it all? No. I mean, I imagine Keith Urban being like, yeah. you can sing, babe. Like, I don't yeah, know. That's I what, I, that's what I, I finally realized. I didn't like the song. It was playing the last episode. And I finally realized 
oh my God, I think that's Nicole Kidman. Oh. And then I looked it up and I yelled at the screen. Oh. Urban read, he lied to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this has to be a Keith Urban. I think I can sing because I'm married to, to Keith Urban thing. Totally. Totally. <laughs> It just oh I I was so, I was traumatized. I had Scarlett Hansen Johansson does Tom Waits covers vibes. Why why just you're good at you guys you're good at what you do like acting. I mean, and just being she, she's wearing, fine yeah. at what she does. Yeah, just don't do that. You don't need to do that. Oh, and I love that song, and I hated the version anyway. And then I realized it was her, and I was like, oh. Uh-oh. So now you have to at least watch the next next episode so that you can because I know you watched one you said it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, I will totally just Google the credits probably. Yeah. Um, all right, should I do mine? Please do take take um, me out of my I, misery. I, although I saw some crap this week too. <laughs> like, I got some crap to talk about. Um, first of all, Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix. Oh, um, Glenn Close gets the kids an Oscar because she's ugly. Oh my god! It, so <laughs> that's here's what thing. I'm calling that. This is for people that don't know. It's based on a book that I'd actually never heard of until I don't know. This movie started getting terrible reviews. Um, <laughs> it's. Glenn Close and Amy Adams, they're um, it's supposed to be sort of like hillbilly family, except they live in like, I don't know, this, it seems like they're just kind of in the suburbs of Ohio. There's been all sorts of like, where did you live? Why are you hillbillies? Like, why do you understand this? Apparently, I didn't even know any of this watching this movie, but reading after, apparently this book has become sort of this like, understand Trump country people. Um, and the movie... <laughs> This is directed by Ron Howard, so it has oh, nothing God, it on is. its mind um, about politics at all. God. It's a it's a very boilerplate uh, story about addiction and a bad mother, mm-hmm. um, and a chance for going close to yeah, put on ugly glasses, and it's it's not good. Everybody in it is you know better than this and they should stay away from this at the core of it uh this is i'm not the first person to have this take but i sort of felt it and read about it and felt validated it's just this very like white guy that grew up and is kind of like oh understand like you gotta be true to your like rural roots but you can also make a million dollars as a venture capitalist once you get your shit together it's like very weird about class in a strange way it's like mm-hmm. do, you, do you think maybe your mediocre white dudeness is kind of the difference here like that's that's oh, what we'll get through my God. um he's such a boring character it's just kind of boring um i'm sorry unlike run hillbilly elegy is a good name like yeah, yeah. lots to work with there but uh it's just kind of a boring movie just don't even near it bummer um, it's funny these movies now that I think, you know, in another non-COVID year would have been Oscar bait are now just kind of getting dumped on. Like, <laughs> you're like seeing it in that context, I think, you know, there's like Run, which everybody's kind of overrating, and Hillbilly Elegy, which everyone's like, wow, this is kind of a just turd. <laughs> And but it's sort of like they're all they're both kind of turds, but like they're different shades of turd. Um, so it's it's just funny to me. Um, I'm going to talk about something really good. His house on Netflix. I may have mentioned this on the podcast before because I've been trying to get Fanny to watch it, but I'm I'm getting there about it. Uh, this is a horror movie, um, sort of political drama about. Uh, 
refugees from Sudan, Sudan, and they go to England and actually deal with Matt Smith. Funny, there's a lot of overlap this week. Um, and they get this house uh, that is at first sort of like disgusting and falling down, and they try and kind of make the best out of it. And it turns out that it is haunted. And as the haunting happens, it sort of reveals more about their story and the conditions in which they escape Sudan. This is, to me, the best horror movie of the year. It's probably going to, I know I've said this fair amount this year, it's going to end up on my top ten list. I'm making a list of the things you said are going to be on your list. I I know. (laughs) Because it's going to be like, here's my top 100. No, this movie is great, you guys. First time director, Remy Weeks. Um, I never really heard anything about him before. Um, It is scary, but it is like not jump scary it is has a lot of that people keep talking about it sort of in relation to the baba duke it has a little of that nice vibe um it's gut-wrenching the story about this fam this this couple um it's just really fantastic i can't recommend it enough um i kind of want to watch it again which has not happened much this year at all right on I watched New Mutants. <laughs> We're going to go back and forth. See, with a little whiplash here. Uh, you know, okay. New Mutants. <laughs> Video on demand. Uh, this is rentable now. This is the movie that I was delayed for a gazillion years and then was dumped in theaters during the height of COVID from a studio that now does not have any potential future in developing the story because Marvel owns all this now. It's such a funny, weird little orphaned bastard child movie. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't speak it. again. Maisie Williams, lots of crossover here is there's a queer love story with her and um, this other woman who's, I'm forgetting her name, but she's a sort of new actor playing um, one of the, one of the new mutants. These are basically young X-Men that are sort of trapped in a um, asylum that's sort of supposed to be helping them. But it turns out there's, you know, mysteries uh, <laughs> run like mysteries. It is not brilliant. Some of the effects are really dodgy. You can feel the studio meddling. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I have to say, like, if I had A-listed this and just been like, I want a fun little kind of teen mutant superhero thing with some queer stuff. Like, it reminded me of things that I liked about Buffy. And in fact, I think Joss Whedon has talked about New Mutants being sort of important as sort of a inspiration for Buffy. It's not terrible. Um, I would have, like, I would actually have watched a sequel of this gladly. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Worth, I would say worth renting. Um, I'm gonna right give, on. I'm gonna give that a a low nice. <laughs> um, I also really enjoyed Adventure Time: Distant Lands on HBO Max. Uh, this is the series that they're doing where they kind of focus on specific characters. Uh, they're like hour long episodes instead of the ten minutes you know of the show. Um, it this one focuses on Princess Bubblegum and um, uh, Marceline the Vampire, who were sort of coded as a couple throughout the show. And then they finally like at the very end of the show, we're like, Oh yeah, they're a full on couple. This is just a very sweet queer romance um, in animated form about two totally different women and the kind of shit that they deal with. And it is delightful. It is hilarious. It is moving. There's great music. They write original songs. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's Rebecca Sugar from Steven Universe, but I know she was on it before and wrote some of the songs. But the music right. on Adventure Time is just, I 
one of these days you're going to fall into the adventure time hole. Whatever. In your, you know, other world. And you, you know, oh, oh. oh all right. Um, you, you want some pepper for your salt? <laughs> so good. I'm just, uh, get just more of that, please. Um, After we give you the cuddle clinic at the end of... Um, COVID, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've decided everybody that I'm going to work on my hug game. I'm not a good hugger. I fully admit it. I'm, I'm willing to it's work. really on not. Um, he wasn't I, even a good hugger back when we did theater when everybody hugged. Yeah. So, yeah, we there's going to be – send us your hugging tips. I'm giving a clinic. <laughs> um, I'll especially hug you if you're an Adventure Time fan. Um, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> Mandalorian. I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm enjoying this series now. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> I, this is maybe the COVID brain talking, but um, I like this season a lot more. It's funnier. It's looser. Every episode feels kind of like a different genre. Um, I Yeah, the one that just dropped uh, today is basically super inspired by Kurosawa. Like, like kind of so blatantly that I appreciated them not trying to fake it. Like <laughs> shots all over lifted from all sorts. Favreau of doesn't know how to fake shit. Well, so this one was directed. Favreau's directing it less and less. Um, oh, good. It's directed by the guy that did Clone Wars, and his name's Filoni, Dave Filoni, I believe. Um, okay. And it was very like trying for something grand and it was beautiful to look at. I mean, the production design just keeps getting better and better. Um, I, I kind of like this. And somebody from the Clone Wars shows up. Uh, she's a character that has these weird blue and white kind of dreadlocky things. I don't know what's happening there, but she's played uh, by Rosario Dawson, who I know has got some <laughs> controversy around her. She is very good in this role. I really I think she's cool. Yeah. I liked watching her in this. Um, I kind of want to, I hope she's going to be in it more because I really liked seeing her in it. Um, I have a Nyx though. Um, okay. I'm ready. So they revealed the name of uh, the creature that we've all been calling just baby Yoda. And the show calls the child because baby Yoda words mean shit. And he's not baby Yoda because Yoda isn't, just saying. I think you're gonna want to call him Baby Yoda after you hear his name. Do you know okay. what his name is? Have you, have you avoided this today? Sure, why not? I'm gonna tell you the spelling of the name. Spoilers for the Mandalorian. Um, okay, I'm gonna Baby spell Yoda it as you coming. do it. I'm ready. G. G. R. R. O. O. G. G. Grog. O. o. Grogo. 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 What? the hell is happening with baby Yoda being called Grogo. I'm okay with it. <laughs> what? I'm okay with it. No, I'm not okay with this at all. This is just, I'm okay with it. Ugh. <laughs> Mainly because it's making you so angry. <laughs> and then, and then basically when he's, when they say the name, the baby goes, that's my name. It's like, it's like, what? Do not call that baby Yoda Grago. Like that is not an okay name to call. Him. Oh, oh! I'm now naming every pet I ever have Grago and making you say it. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and they didn't even like, like just do the obvious great joke of like when he hears the name, even with that fucking mask on, just being like, oh, like a dog when it hears like a really stupid like voice. Like, <laughs> Grago, Grago, like Baby Yoda yeah. is now Grago. Nobody gets to call it Baby Yoda. I mean, they just 
they basically just their merchandising he team. isn't they just went baby over yoda and stabbed their merchandising team in the face because nobody's gonna be like do you have the grago doll <laughs> that's gonna happen yeah there's gonna be lots of people that do that actually <laughs> because we know the fandom here they are going to adopt whatever they say and they're gonna do it and they're gonna ask for the grago doll but grago. i always hated that they called him baby yoda because baby yoda means something it means yoda as a baby i am and fine. it's not i'm fine that they named him like they had to come mm-hmm. up with a name but grago right. <laughs> grago <laughs> what is it that upsets you about it so much I, I mean, i'm legitimately curious it sounds like so many bad feelings <laughs> it's just like it sounds like something <laughs> stuck in my throat it sounds like a frog but it's like a frog that's like well he eats frogs <laughs> he does eat frogs um it sounds like yogurt to me like goat gogurt um it's it, and it's asking me to take him seriously as a character that in this episode is revealed may break bad because of the force it might be like the next darth vader anakin star wars <laughs> And you're like, oh, baby Yoda, oh, he's going to go full Grago. Like, just the whole thing is so, I don't know. I was, I woke up this morning and watched this episode and was like, really in it until I was not in it. Because Grago, I got to move on. <laughs> I could talk about this forever. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just love that it's so so upsetting. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna go out and adopt a dog just to name it Grago. <laughs> One of those things also where like I was not I was like the curmudgeon that did not like the show, and then the show was sort of like winning me over, and they just like just shanked me right again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Extra hot, great did a Patreon only episode about your TV grudges. <laughs> This is yours. Um, All right. Also, watch 616 on Disney Plus, um, which is a documentary about kind of Marvel comics. um, And each episode is basically like an hour about sort of a different topic. This thing, at least the first three episodes, were excellent. Uh, The first one's about Japanese Spider Man, which is a crazy thing that I didn't even know existed. And it's sort of about how comics are sort of you know, globalized and sort of sold to different markets. It's sort of fascinating and funny and crazy. The second episode is directed by uh, Jillian Jacobs. Is that how you say her name? Um, the actor who, you know, is on uh, Community and a bunch of other things. I love that show. And it's really about women in, at Marvel and sort of getting to tell stories and kind of the struggles to sort of get access to telling stories it's great. Holy shit. I want to see Jillian Jacobs like make documentaries. She's so good at it. Um, it focused right on. on some of the Miss Marvel uh, stuff. The most recent oh, I love Miss Marvel. Marvel. Um, Rainbow Rowell's featured in it very briefly. Um, Yay! It is, man, you should just watch that second episode. It is fantastic. Um, it kind of falls apart from there. You get Paul Shear. Yeah, it's I, I like Paul Shear. Like I don't mean to like talk shit about Paul Shear, but he like wrote like one comic for full and is into this very silly thing. It, but I don't know. I like the idea of the show. I wish 
that they took it a little more seriously. Like I was that that episode about women in comics was so moving and good that the rest of it feels a little frivolous in comparison. That's all I'm saying. Nice. Um, I also saw a documentary about uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine called What We Left Behind. Uh, this is on the IMDb channel, which somehow was on Amazon. Yeah, that's Prime a thing with ads. Uh, yeah, it's it is. That, yeah. That's- it's a thing. Uh, I haven't watched anything on it, but yeah, it was it was bad in the beginning because there were a lot of ads, but it got better as it went on. I love DS Nine. I don't remember if I've talked about it on this podcast. I think it's the best Star Trek show. Um, it You've talked about it on this podcast. Sounds Space! like kind of a shit show behind the scenes. <laughs> like all the Star Trek bro guys that like did those shows, or you're like, oh, these are like the nerdy like turned into tech bro guys like they all seem kind of annoying they're not great to the women they're like sort of kind of macho but also nerds like the worst combination mm-hmm. um and these are the people that the believe the friend zone is a thing yes exactly <laughs> and they seem to have like a little a little awareness of the things that they fucked up on the show um <laughs> well, that's but, good Everybody sort of seems to get along mostly. Um, I, and it's fun. It's interesting. Um, I love Deep Space Nine so much. And I love that, you know, it's interesting when you watch something like that where you're like, you're, you were a lot of dweebs with like some good actors and you actually managed to make a pretty good show. But like, ugh, these poor actors. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, what we left behind about Deep Space Nine. Um, two more things quickly here that are a little older years and years. This is HBO. This is directed by your new favorite, uh, director of Doctor Who for the first like three or four years oh. of the reboot. Um, now, now I didn't say anything about Doctor <laughs> Who was my favorite. I said Just two people clear. that I love very much. <laughs> What is the guy's Sat name? And got me drunk and told me to watch this show, and so I did. What's the guy's name? Russell T. Davies. Yes, Russell T. Davies. So he's behind years and years. Uh, this is a show that was on HBO a year ago, two years ago. It is mm-hmm. a dystopian kind of limited series about basically one family kind of jumping through now, uh, including very sort of direct references to of you know immediate political stuff and they jump into the future um the, the story does and the world just gets worse and worse uh this show is fucking depressing um i started it before the election and had to stop because it was really like i can't do this right now emma thompson plays this uh brilliantly plays this sort of trumpy um political candidate um who's just like playing like kind of playing the clown but really like whipping up crazy scary populist stuff it was freaking the fuck out of me uh but this show's good i feel like this is i'm gonna give this a necessary viewing it it ends a little weird there's like some weird there's like a trans storyline but sort of trans becomes meaning i'm transhuman which is sort of like mixing your metaphors in a way that's like don't do that Mm-mm. um yeah that was a yeah, little don't like, do that be odd um but I, it's super interesting good cast um kind of moving a little hopeful in weird ways um i, I would love to know what you think of it once you get through your doctor okay. who you can move on to that um Oh, thank you. I can, can I? (laughs) Search Party. Thank you, sir. May I have another? (laughs) Search Party, also on HBO Max. This is a show that I tried 
a while ago and was just like, what? I've the? talked about this. Speaking yeah. of tone, what the hell? <laughs> right. Um, I like this show. Um, I don't, I've only finished the first season and watched a couple of the second season. This show completely, uh, pulled one over on me where I was really like, what am I supposed to think of these dumb hipsters? They're kind of annoying, but I get it. They're annoying. We talked, you know, a month ago about, uh, bad people and kind of when shows are good about talking about bad people. This show is fucking good at talking about bad people. Mm -hmm. Um, The ending of that first season is... I haven't yet gotten to the ending of the first season. It is. It just was like, oh, holy shit. You knew exactly what you were doing. You took me on a ride. I did not see this coming. Um, So well done. That's what I've heard. That's why I'm keeping up. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure it's a show I want to. Ke- I can't imagine it's going to be that good going forward. I know there's like three. I've heard two it, is good, three is terrible. Yeah, and there's a fourth one coming out, I guess. But oh um, god, great! Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, uh, I love Shawcat, and I, uh, I, I love she's her. I think so she's good great. in this. She's yep. <laughs> I said this when I when I finally fell into it when HBO Max came up, and I said I. I can't. I want to keep watching it because she is so interesting to watch and she is so good. But it's so weird. It's such a strange show, it's you know. A deeply strange show, but they really yep. pull it together. Like I That's what I've heard. I'm gonna finish the at least yeah. season one and possibly season two. I've heard three is just like two episodes in and you're like, Yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm good here. <laughs> Makes total sense. Um, all right, that's it for me. Um, I have an assignment for you for yay because uh, we didn't have that this week. Who dat? Where we give you? This is one that you probably don't. Uh, the title does not apply to. I think everybody knows who Keanu motherfucking Reeves is. And, yay! And also notes Fanny's feeling. We're gonna softball because she softballed me with Mike Lee, so we're gonna. Gently, He's my best friend. We're gonna gently toss <laughs> that softball back. Um, <laughs> Yay! Um, I'll find a harder one for you, I promise. Tune in next week for uh, Fanny's, um, you know... Essentials and deep dives. On Essentials and deep dives for Keanu. Like, you think you know Keanu, but do you? Do you know Keanu? (laughs) And then we're also going to talk about some some other stuff uh, coming up. What's coming up? Uh, Coming up, we've got... uh, We've talked about both of these things in our previews over... uh, Well... I've been talking about one of them since we started recording this podcast. <laughs> um, the other one was in, I think, if you go back and look, listen to probably just our winter preview this year. Uh, Ryan Murphy is his The Prom musical on Netflix uh, is coming on December 4th. And we are looking forward to listening to Meryl Streep rap Ooh. and talking about it on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so for good, so for good come on back and hear what we think about that cbs all access i'm gonna pay them 4.99 a month because they have finally brought me the stand a remake that looks like it's going to have not jamie sheridan as randall flag because jamie sheridan god love you man but in a mullet you are not evil sex appeal personified and Alexander Skarsgård in a pompadour, he is. So <laughs> CBS All Access, The Stand, is going to be December 17th. I am so excited. How many episodes is that? I is think like... 10. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're going to really give us some yeah. time here with it. Yeah, I think cool. it's 10. I'm excited. So, um, I'm excited. 
tell us what you guys are watching. Tell us what you want us to watch and talk about. Cause we're kind of just like, you know, cheap, easy, you know, targets here. We'll talk about whatever you're like, go watch this shit. We'll do it. We're uh, in the world here. <laughs> um, we're on Facebook at the next podcast. You can email us at motion the next at Gmail. Uh, you can tweet at us at the next podcast. I'm at Justin Hertung on Twitter. I'm at Fanny V. Darling. We will see you next time. Bye.